Thank you for tuning in to the Life of KG podcast. We are all about helping you guys in the beauty industry. Whether you're starting out in this industry or been in the business for years, we want to motivate you, educate you, and support you to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to A Life of KG. So tonight we're doing something slightly different. Me and Julie, who is my business partner within World Lash University, are doing a live on Instagram. And I thought it would be a good idea to record it on the podcast while we go live. So the audio isn't as clear as what it would be normally in our podcast episodes, but I thought it's better than nothing to be able to get the information out there for you guys. So this episode is for you if you are thinking of doing a live competition, if you're tempted to enter the Lash Games at Olympia in October, then listen on and this will give you lots of tips and tricks and questions that we've been asked to be able to help you to our eighth live we only have two more left after tonight so that's going to be sad we might do some random ones here and there we'll see how we go um but just a little backlog for those of you that don't know why we're here we are partnershiped with olympia to bring you the lash games on the third and the fourth of october in london so that is a live competition where you can enter and you'll be live doing classic volume or lash lift or what was the last one judy yeah so volume is light volume and dark volume so there are two categories within the volume that's right and just make sure you stay to the end of this live or of this podcast recording to get a present from us and this week we thought we would go through all of the answers and questions that we've had over the last couple of weeks from you guys so we thought we would do this live so you can hear all the questions that have come in and then Julie is going to answer them for you so shall we kick off the questions that have been coming in Yep, fire on them at me. Perfect. So question one that come in was, my model is a lovely redhead. Can I use light brown lashes and dark brown lashes in the competition? The answer to that is very easy. Yes, you can. And I just want to say congratulations for actually considering what would suit your model. So absolutely, you can blend the various different color browns that are available on the market at the moment blend them in but uh, one tip is just make sure you get some lovely evenness on both eyes so just think about where you blend those through your layers perfect then another question was i don't use lash mats is that okay yeah absolutely but the one thing we will remind you to do is um within the competition type competing before we blow the final whistle you must write your lash mat down on the judges mat so that the judges um they can actually see what lash map you use during the competition. So otherwise, you'll be putting your, lap, uh, your uh, pads or your tapes on there so the judges can see what you've written on there. You still need to put your pads on there because obviously we're looking to make sure you're not dabbing off with glue. But if you think about your lash maps, that's no biggie. But just remember, you need to make time at the end of the comp so that you can write down what you did on the judges' form. Perfect. And if they map on the lid with a Sharpie, so on their eyelid, is that okay? 
Well, yes and no. So you can map. We do know, even I do it. I do map on the eyelid. But please, please, please only use products that are certified safe and tested and designed to be used on the skin. So a Sharpie is a permanent marker. It was never designed to be used on human skin, let alone the eyelid. I have seen it done and I know that it can be quite easy to remove. But within this competition, please, no Sharpies on eyelids, but water-soluble um, eyeliner. Uh, a lot of people use that with a little micro brush so that you can just get off a little bit that you want and do your dabbing, which means that your pen isn't contaminated. So we're just thinking about those single-use disposable items. So, yes, you can map on the lid, but please, 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 we have said this in countless other uh, lives that we've covered. Do make sure that you keep all 10 points for clean work. Remove whatever it is you put on the lid. So, yes, you can map on the lid, please, no. Oh, Perfect. Then someone asked, they only use easy fanning lashes, which is obviously very popular at the moment. Is that okay to use easy fanning lashes in the live competition? No, 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 no. So our floor judges will be looking to make sure that your products are not easy fanning. So it has to be a level playing field for all competitors. And that means that you make your fans with no assistance from the actual lashes or the lash tray and no pre-mades and no homemades and nothing like that. So you actually have to make what it is you're using on the day using non-easy fanning lashes. So if you are an easy fanner, then now is the time if you're taking part in the competition to get really proficient at making those fans without the help of these sticky bases. So now's the time. So plenty of time there was a little bit of time between now and october and if you think that you need to brush up on your skills then now's the time to book in for some coaching with somebody who is an absolute ace at make, making fans and attaching them as well it's one thing making it it's another thing getting them on definitely two totally different things altogether. <laughs> and then we all know when it comes to russian volume there's so many different techniques and one of those is the finger technique or pinch technique whatever you want to call it where they create the fan with the crease of their finger some competitions don't allow this is this okay for our competition it's my favorite technique by the way <laughs> Yes, it's absolutely okay. The two mantras we've got through this competition, which sits at both Katie's heart and is enough of everything I do, is all about safety and all about cleanliness. So if your finger, if your uh, fan making technique is pinched within your fingers, or uh, a new technique I saw about three or four years ago, some of you over in China and Vietnam actually putting it in the uh, second up from the tip of their finger within that knuckle area and actually using that to squeeze the bases to then uh, bloom the fan, that's absolutely okay because actually at the start of the competition, hopefully we're going to see lots of um, alcohol gel knocking about so you can be hand sanitizing and if that's your way of doing it, that's absolutely fine with us. Yay! I'm very happy yeah. about that, not like I helped with the rules or anything. <laughs> Um, another question was, I pre-make my fans, so they're not pre-made, she's pre-making her fans, and glue the bases together. I know that's not okay, but can I make fans and put them on a sticky strip so they're ready to be picked up and then glued? Okay, no is the answer to that. Literally, the whole essence of the competition is that you have your strip of lashes all ready for you to start making your fans. If you actually start preparing them, so 
you lift them, you fan them out, and then you place them on a sticky strip without actually crystallizing or locking the base with glue, you're still um, halfway through making that step to creating your own lashes. So the answer to that would be no. But what I would say is, back to the previous answer, is start practicing now so that you can make that such a seamless thing where you're lifting, you're fanning, you're then dipping and you're placing. So that is such a seamless way. So if you are finding that you need to kind of partially pre-make or pre-make beforehand, believe me, I used to do this when I first started doing Russian about six years ago. It takes up so much time to do your own homemade uh, it's uh, far more economical with your time and you'll find you'll get your treatment times down if you actually do it at the time. But again, um, you know, I'd say that to any of my students. But certainly, no, you can't help yourself in that way. It's got to be a level playing field. And the uh, whole thing about this is testing your skill set about what you can do within the time that we've allotted you. So it's challenging, but it's exciting at the same time. For sure, for sure. Get out of your comfort zone, guys, and do something a little bit different. Someone else said they always use Camilla lashes. Is that okay? So those of you that don't know, Camilla lashes is mixed lengths within the strip. So you might have an A, a 12, a 14, or be mixed. So when you fan it, it's different lengths. So what's the answer to that? Is that okay? Well, you know what? Um, they are beautiful. There's no doubt about it. They do give a beautiful look and a more natural look because our natural lashes are not all the same size like a strip lash that you put on. But uh, I don't know about you, Katie, but I've noticed there is a huge difference or huge variation in Camilla lashes. Some of them are really quite subtle and some of them are really, um, really, really different, aren't they? They, mm. they go from, uh, well, they've got long ones and short ones in them. So they really are, um, they do stand out and they do look quite wispy when they're on. So the whole point of this competition, it is a volume um, competition. So I would strongly suggest that in order to um, earn as many points as you can from this competition to not use Camilla lashes but stick to lashes that in the strips if you're doing 10 millimeters all your lashes in that fan are 10 millimeters but what you can do to create certain effects that will suit your model you can certainly through the um, vertical um, element of the lash line so through the layers you can actually mix the fans but what we don't want you doing and we would suggest it's not a great idea is mixing lengths within the fan itself so some works um, you may find some Camilla lashes that don't actually give you know a huge uh, wispy look but others really do but the thing is though you're going to earn more points from judges if the work is exceptionally neat mm. and in order to, I would strongly suggest that your lashes are the same size on that one strip that you're using so the other thing as well is you know in the UK we are used to the term wispy this um, where obviously you've got the uh, you know spike look some is quite um, quite defined where you've got clear spikes coming up where we may have placed them maybe three millimetres uh, from the mid of the, um, the layers or the top of the layers sticking up, but uh, others are kind of more of a softer effect. But within the competition, for this particular competition, I would suggest that you're looking for neatness and smooth top lines. So more of a Russian technique rather than what is kind of coming out in the industry at the moment as more of an American, more wispy, kind of more of a, a less kind of precision looking technique, even though they may have been applied with precision. And the whole reason why we're kind of saying this advice is because we need to give our judges some clear parameters on which to judge. And if you are judging uh, a particular set of lashes that have all 10 millimeters in that one particular volume, 
and then somebody else's has a mixture of 10, 9s and 8s with a cap volume, the sets are going to look very different on the model wearing them. And that is like comparing apples with pears. Now, when you're judging a competition, we need to make sure that our judges are judging objectively so they absolutely know what the competition rules are. So you may get a judge that really doesn't like the Camilla look, but absolutely loves the precision of Russian volume. And we need to do everything we can as judges to um, make work with that human factor and to make sure that our judges are supported to judge objectively and not to allow personal decisions to come into it. And you really can't compare, like I said earlier, apples with pears. It's not fair mm. on any of the so we strongly suggest that everybody uh, uses um, single lengths within their strips and be very purposeful about how they apply them. As we said, you can mix your legs, thicknesses and curls, um, uh, yeah, the fans through the lash line, along the lash line, vertically, horizontally to create your look. But please, I strongly advise that single fan have the same lengths within them. So that's going to earn you the most points, I would suggest. Definitely. So Perfect. I mean, uh, Camilla lashes, I, I remember there was a phase where they were quite popular. We stocked them once upon a time. We don't stock them anymore. Just They just phased out. So I'd actually be really interested to know how many people actually still use these type of lashes for their lashing. Um, yeah, I don't really see it that much anymore. So it would be interesting to know that. If a client has, or model rather, has hundreds of natural lashes, do I have to lash them all? Oh, now this is an interesting one. So we have been very, very clear all through the conversations we've had about lashing all the lashes. In this competition, you do not need to lash all the lashes. But what we mean by that is we are not expecting you to treat the anagen lashes. Um, hello, Jade. We just got a hello there. Hi, Jade. So, as you all know, your lashes are in three phases of growth. You've got your anagens, your catagens, and your telogens. We will be expecting you to evenly treat the catagens and the telogens, so the young adults and the old age pensioners, as I call them. <laughs> so we leave the babies alone. Now, how you treat those adults and how you treat the old age pensioners may be slightly different because you've got different numbers on each eye. So it may be that in order to balance one eye than the other, you may need to just think about the volume within the fans that you're doing or the thicknesses and the diameters of the uh, classics that you're using. But certainly, um, if you've got a model with lots and lots of natural lashes, just think about the time that you've got and just think about how long it takes you to actually apply a single lash extension, isolate and then apply another one, isolate and apply another one. Bearing in mind, you're working in an environment where your temperature and humidity is going to be different to your normal workplace and you're working in an alien environment. So it's probably going to take longer. Your nerves is probably going to make you take longer. You're probably going to have less coverage so I would strongly consider that you either think about the model that you're going to take, somebody who has a lot fewer lashes to treat, which means that you can focus on precision for every single one. Otherwise, I would strongly suggest that if that's the only course of action you've got is taking that particular model, focus more about the quality of your work overall and accept the fact that you may not get all the available points for even coverage or the amount that you've actually covered because that's only 10 points. But if you're rushing to try and do everything else to get as many on as possible, you'll be losing points overall if you are, you know, if you're rushing and you're not actually working with accuracy because your distance from the lid will be compromised, your attachment may not be so great and you may get brush offs. 
the actual attachment looking like an absolute um, you know, uh, needle point may not look uh, quite so precise and you'll be losing more points overall in different categories rather than just one section. So top tip, if you have a model with so many lashes and that's the only option you've got, um, actually work on quality. Don't try to rush getting as many on as possible because that is the best way to keep those points. So, yeah. Perfect. Mm. And great advice there, Judy. Someone also said this week that they place their lashes on the client's forehead to work. Is that okay? Well, yes and no. So if that's the way you work and what you do is safe and clean, we are happy with that. The one thing I would say, though, is the floor judges are going to be looking to make sure that what you're doing is safe and clean. Now, if you do what I was first taught to do, and that is take out your stripper lashes and actually place them onto your model's forehead, well, what the judges are not going to know is what you're going to do with those strips after you've um, finished lashing. Uh, are they going to go back into the tray so that you can use them on somebody else? We don't know. So we may be asking questions around what's your intention there, because if you actually put a sellotape on your hand and look at it when you peel it off, you've got dead skin, you've got oil, you've got all that all that nasty stuff that goes on to uh, that comes off the back of your hand, and that's coming off a client's forehead. So the last thing you want to see that doing is going back into a lash tray. Mm -hmm. So what I would suggest is if you do work on a client's forehead or your model's forehead, is uh, get a forehead your lashes to rest on it that way the judges can see that you're working a lovely clean way so the other thing to consider as well is quite often if you place your lashes on there quite often we see artists placing their glue close by um, if your glue is in a glue pot and it's not fixed to something uh, we're going to be asking questions about safety because they are easily knocked. So you may have been doing this technique for many, many years where you normally work. But if you're doing this technique somewhere that is not your usual place of work and you're nervous, then uh, you can see where I'm going with this. Health and safety, we've got to make sure that none of those glue pots are going to get knocked over. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a model where we're going to obviously have to treat or get to a, a tap so we can flush the eye because we've got glue in there. So just think about your setup. Uh, just make sure that the judges can see that you're working clean, you're working safe and working on the forehead is absolutely fine if you can show that that is what you're doing. If you want to send us photos of your individual setup just to make sure that you're absolutely not going to be penalised in any way, then do that because then that'll be one less worry for you to think about on the day. Perfect. And there was one that I haven't actually heard before about placing the glue on the gloved hand or on my gloved hand. Is that okay? Yeah, well, um, I saw this around about 2013 and I kind of scratched my head. Why would you do that? Um, mainly because on the um, when it's on the glove, I can't, I think it's not probably the best surface depending on what the glove is made of. But also, I don't know about you, Casey, but my hand does get quite warm. Yeah. And we like to put things on jade stones is is very cool so i don't know if those are lashing on a glove um i mean great um, you're wearing gloves so that's lovely and clean but um we would say yes if you have been trained that way by an accredited course provider and you are certified to do that within the uk so you've got the insurance provision yes you can do that but our judges our floor judges will be looking that people are working safely and cleanly so if you do put your um, your glue dot onto a glove, if it looks like that dot has tiered 
or streaks or move position. So it's clearly not going to sit cleanly on that, you know, in the same place where it was dispensed then we're going to be asking questions about how safe that practice is. So um, hopefully if you've been trained that way and you know just to dispense one dot and you know then how to dispense with a used dot, then that's absolutely fine. So it's not my preferred technique at all, but if that's where you've been trained, you're accredited in the UK, you're ensured to do it that way and you are safe, we're saying yes, that is okay. Perfect. A few more questions for you, Judy. Bear with me the knowledge powerhouse that you are so <laughs> someone has said that they always use a needle pen to isolate the outer corners as they do the lash to lash technique they've been trained to do it and want to use it is that okay no we've been very clear in the past that we want people isolating and using proper tweezers not a needle pen so I know what they're talking about. I've been trained in this trademark technique myself and use the needle pen, but um, between the needle pen and the set of tweezers, the tweezers are the ones which are actually more steady in your hand. Also, heaven forbid, as I've said before, we're not in our usual work environment. So uh, you're gonna have floor judges roaming around and heaven forbid, if anybody was to knock you while you've got a needle in your hand, isolating somewhere very, very, um, sensitive like the organ of the eye actually is you're going to cause more damage if uh, if that's knocked and of course you're not in the same chair or the, the couch is very different you know what if your hands clammy and it was to slip and move we're going to have a more serious accident with a needle pen than we would with the tips of a set of tweezers so I'm so sorry that that is your preferred method but we're saying please learn to perfect the art of doing your outer corners with tweezers rather than a needle pen for this competition please so we're all about safety as you can tell perfect and you've got plenty of time between now and october to practice that so if you've got your needle pen pop it away get some tweezers out and get as much practice as possible before then we also said in one of our lives so just to add to that there's nothing wrong with uh, using very um straight sharp tweezers and actually keeping them closed and moving lashes out the way that way and then using the lash to lash technique so anybody who's actually trained in that as i have will know what i'm talking about so instead of using the needle just actually close your tweezers and just use that one use that as a single foot but get right in close to the lash line so that would be much safer than coming to a competition with a needle pen that you can't use Perfect. Great tip there. In one of our lives, a few lives back, we said that nails can't be used to isolate. Someone did message us back just to say that they use the tip of their nail just to brush away the other lashes. They wash their hands. They've never had a problem. Is there any chance that we can change this rule? No, I'm sorry. Uh, we're not prepared to change this rule. So um there is a reason why we disinfect and even sterilize our tweezers. And there is a reason why we use one-touch disposable products. Um, it's, it really is all about cleanliness. So we wash our hands, but underneath our nail beds, you know, under that undercarriage of that nail, all sorts get there, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can scrub with a nail brush, but you know what? There's a reason why we use these tools. There's a reason why we sterilise them or disinfect them, whichever level you take it to. But disinfection is the minimum level that is acceptable when we're doing what we're doing. So, no, we do need to think also that we're taking all these steps to prevent infection. So prevent us passing things on to clients 
by our practices and with the tools that we use, but we also need to consider that our clients don't operate the same procedures. So heaven forbid, if there is something, an infection within that lash line or even lash mites, um, if you haven't seen one, please Google it because it's, it's freaky, but don't do it this time of night because you'll get nightmares. Uh, they're hideous. Uh, they make my skin crawl, they make my head itch, they make my eyes itch. Um, but yeah, you don't know what's there. So let balls and let's not go touching things that um, we really wouldn't want to be touching. Because we just think about, think about cross-contamination and cross-infection. So uh, let's just think about what we... Oh, yeah, we've got a sick emoji. But it is so common, isn't it? So for any of us who are a little bit, um, um, you know, have this lash addiction where we just watch all these YouTube videos. Um, yeah, some of you, if you do use your nails, you're going to shout at me now. But I, I do shout at the screen saying, no! that's what your tweezers are for um but i can see for those people they're doing it without thinking so it's almost like driving a car we get in we drive a car we get behind the table uh, with our lash client net we lash we do what we do so if you're not too sure whether you are using things you shouldn't be using for lashing it from me and i get a lot of my students to do this especially those who come to me for coaching and they're not too sure about how they work and what it is that is holding them back from being the best that they can be is film yourself because once i started filming lots of tutorials about six seven years ago for training i realized just how i was working and how i was able to manipulate my hands and my tweezers to get into the inner and outer corners easy and it made, then made it easy for me to explain those techniques to students but you know unless you sit back and actually observe yourself you may not know what it is that you're doing so you know video yourself and just see uh, what it is because you may actually see ways to improve your technique and it's just i always quote this to students it's like the, the british cycling team always talk about that one percent of change that could really transform your performance so um, yeah take a look because you never know you may have habits that are really unhelpful to you and you may not know you're doing them until you see that you're doing them so give it a go it's actually really funny that you said that because I filmed a brow lamination earlier and when I watched it back, I was like, oh, that bit's annoying. Oh, this bit's annoying. And it, I would never know that I do it until I filmed myself. So that's really funny because we you said that and I'd done exactly this, that, that thing this morning. So hilarious. <laughs> One last question for you. After the competition, can my model take a little fan with them so they can keep fanning themselves while they wait for the judge? Because we know sometimes that is a bit of a long way, as she might be teary-eyed. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, literally, the whole thing, uh, we did do a thing about this, about models, didn't we? But it really is important. I think this was probably week one or week two. So go back and check out what we said about it. We've got to look after them because they are showcasing your hard work. So if you do have somebody who is particularly sensitive, particularly to the, um, the vapors that are given off from the adhesive, then just think about when you actually lay down your tools and stop lashing. So they've got plenty of time for the last bits of the, um, you know, the lashes that were last place, they got time to cure. But certainly if you want to give them a, a handheld air blower, they can use that while they're waiting for the judges. Uh, you will need to give them a mascara wand or a spoolie as well as a set of eye patches. But what your model cannot do, 
and we will cover this at briefing on the day uh, before you actually start your composition work, they cannot be actually fiddling with the lashes. So the moment you uh, down your tools, because we say competition's over, nothing else can touch those lashes. But for your model's comfort, absolutely, they can use a handheld fan. And you know what, that just might help some people from getting red eyes. And we do know that that is one of the competition criteria in terms of the overall look and style. So we want them wearing your style, not wearing uh, something we really don't want to see. Ugh, yeah, red eyes. Perfect, <sighs> perfect. Point. How much time do we have to finish the set? Do we have to be both eyes there? Yes, you do. So with some competitions, they get you doing one eye. Um, I think that's particularly cruel on the model who then has to go around all day with just one eye done. And not only that, we do all know that it is a challenge doing both eyes and we would not be able to assess the overall look would suit the client as well as symmetry if we weren't challenging you to do both um, eyes at the same time. So Ketty and I have been in the industry for well over a decade each and have done thousands upon thousands of lash sets. So we had an idea of how much time needed to be set aside to do a competition set that would be challenging, but both reasonable. But we also put it out to public vote as well. So certainly for your classic sets, we are giving you two and a half hours. For the light volume, we're giving you three hours. For the dark volume, you're getting three and a half hours. And for the lash lift, you're getting an hour and a half because you not only have to lift, you have to tint as well. So those should be more than enough time to do what you need to do. You do get 15 minutes worth of setup time, but that is literally sorting out your workstation, getting the chair, the bench to the right, right, getting your model laid down, and you can clean the lashes, but you cannot start any work. So no eye patches on or anything like that. And within that 15 minutes, we'll also give you a briefing as well. So you know what to expect. Um, so we can try and settle your nerves and help you to be the best that you can be on the day. But now is the time to ask the questions that you have got to ask rather than waiting for competition day, because I've been behind the scenes at a competition. I've participated in a competition as a very nervy uh, competitor. And I've seen loads of people asking the questions that they really should have asked two or three months beforehand. They're asking them on the day, which means that A, they were nervous and they didn't know how to prep and plan. So one of the questions I heard asked was, actually, this is three to four D category. Can I do both three and four D? Because I think they'd already had a treatment plan for their client. Well, the answer to that was no, it was either three D or four D. So that's why we've been very clear in our messages to you that actually in our light volume, it two to four D, but you can do two D. And I would suggest you do that on the lashes that are slightly weaker and perhaps even use finer lashes and you could do 4D in that set as well, but the challenge to you will be making sure that they're evenly balanced on both eyes. So mm -hmm. it's any of those kind of questions, and some of these have come up over the last few weeks, as Katie has said, that we've answered individually, but it was really great to share those with you guys because um, you know, some people may not know what questions to ask or they may not know until they've actually sat and thought about it, but hopefully these will answer some of the questions that you may have had and uh, and hadn't thought to ask or may actually prompt you to think of other ones so if you've got any questions um pop them in the box while we're on live now or if you are a little bit anxious about everybody else seeing what it is that you're writing please don't be because no no question is silly it really isn't it's silly not to ask the question but if you're a little bit shy about posting then contact either Katie or i privately or um yeah fill us out on um on our um, Instagram at uh, World Lash University because both Katie and I monitor that. 
But yeah, do ask those questions so that you can be the best prepared that you can be on competition day, because that is so, so important. And we want you to be the best that you can be, hence why we're taking time out on these Tuesday evenings to do these lives for you. So I'm going to shut up now because I can talk for England, Katie. <laughs> um, so just going to go over a couple of questions. So beat your hub flitic. So can you enter just lash lift and classic? So yes, you can just enter one category if you want, or you could enter two categories if you want, because they're running at different times. You're just going to need different models for each category. Um, so, you know, if you want if you're there, you might as well take part in several if you want to. That's absolutely fine, because like I said, they are spread out over diff two different days and two different times. So you can do multiple competitions. And then Sophie said, how many um, comp competition our oh, competitors are we accepting um it's around 50 each category isn't it maximum so there yeah. is limited spaces so if you're thinking oh i'm not sure if i want to do it i'll think about it nearer the time the space will be gone so if you're thinking about it definitely go and book on and do it and push yourself out of your comfort zone now you've got all of this time if you signed up for tonight, for example, you know, okay, I've got a live in October. From now until then, I'm going to practice as much as I can to be more confident. And all live competitions are nerve wracking. But the most amazing thing about a live competition, it is a different ball game than doing an online competition. The whole status of it is completely different. So even taking part in a live competition is very different to online. So just shouting about that you are doing a live competition without winning is extremely credible. So bear that in mind, if you are thinking about it, definitely go and do it. Uh, we actually have a code for you tonight. So it's WLU20, and that will give you 20% off your ticket. Julie, remind me of the price of the tickets. I'm rubbish at that part. That's okay. They're all £69. So that 20% gives you or knocks it down to £55, which is on a par with what a lot of online competitions are. And some online competitions are even more expensive. So this is such great value for money. I know we're pushing it, but Katie and I don't actually get paid. Uh, you're paying Olympia. So World Lash University are organising it on their behalf because of all our kind of skills, expertise, experience and all this kind of stuff. So uh, Sophie, this is literally what I'm thinking, have to push myself out of my comfort zone. Go for it. And, um, and you could try something that I call visualisation. I've talked about this before. And it's just thinking about, you know what, no matter how nervous you are now, the more you plan and prepare for that big day, um, the more successful you're going to be. And all I would say is just visualize what it's going to feel like when you down tools and you've actually done it. You've competed. You've been there. You've done it. You've got the T-shirt. And you're going to get some amazing feedback from judges because what we said to Olympia this year is that we need our judges to have PAs so that instead of the judges trying to judge and trying to write and give you some feedback, which will take time. The judges, all they need to do is to talk to their PA, he's got a laptop, and uh, they will be able to dictate any feedback for you because you're going to get some really brilliant people looking at your work who have been, they've been sat where you've been sat maybe um, two, three, four years ago. So certainly next week, we've got a fantastic guest coming on our live. And uh, for any of you who know her, uh, it's Julie from Reading. So it's Lashes by Julie. And she cleaned up at so many live competitions, didn't she, Katie? Yeah. And 
2017 because I was just so interested to see um, how she actually worked with such precision and it was amazing uh, so I did a competition workshop with her even though I didn't intend going in a competition that year I just love seeing how people work and just seeing if that one percent of difference will make a difference to how I work but she's coming on our show next week she is a winner at Olympia so um for any of you who know her, she is a trainer, she's very busy, she works with Loretta at Flawless Lashes. And uh, what I have noticed, certainly a lot of live competition winners, uh, this kind of win and the participation in those live competitions, as Katie said, is a whole new ball game. Um, I've seen lash careers take off because somebody has walked away with a trophy at, uh, at some of these events and uh, and people clamoring to train with them just as i did with julie to find out well, what it is that you're doing why are you so successful why is your work so clean so flawless so beautiful and uh, and it is a way to set you apart from your competition so there's all those benefits to your business so we're going to have somebody on next week to give you some hints and tips as well as talk about her experience and she is one of our judges i can't wait to bring her on next week Definitely, that'd be so, so good. So I think we've covered everyone's questions, but like we've said, if there are any questions moving forward, just drop us a message, we're always happy to help. And if you go back on any of our lives that we've done on the World Lash University page, you will see we have gone over tons and tons and tons of tips and tricks for you guys, what you can or what you can't do. Any questions you have almost will be there, but feel free to message us whenever you want and we're happy to help. Mm. We certainly are, because uh, I must admit, Katie, I prefer to be on this side of um, the organising thing rather than actually taking part myself. I've got oh, a little oh, bit itchy oh, feet, I'm not going to lie. I'm having to someone else for the take my place. I want to join the comp. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great to see Sophie, you're up for this. So, um, yeah, let's get you on board. I can't wait to meet you on the day. So at least seek us out and tell us who you are so that we know that you tuned into one of our lives. Because I don't know about you, Katie, I'd love to see a sea of faces. This just mm. feels to me really quite impersonal and I'm more of a kind of uh, an interactive type lady. So can't wait to meet you. It's mostly going to be a really emotional day. Everyone getting together, everyone like finally being able to do a live and actually be in the exhibition for like the first time in over a year. It's just going to be the most incredible day. So let alone competing, everything around you is just, it's just going to be buzzing certainly will yeah not to be missed so don't forget everybody we're giving you this unique world lash university code there are one or two others popping about that give you 10 percent off but we are super super generous we really are so 20 percent off takes your ticket from 69 to 55 that's one heck of a saving and uh, that's obviously limited so don't hang around because those spaces are also limited too so maximum of 50 on the competition floor and that is across the three different levels so you know we've got beginner master and experience so have a look on the site at the lash games so just google the lash games and it comes straight up everything you need to know is on that website in terms of the uh, timetable uh, what is happening on which day all the competition rules who the judges are and of course um, it's uh, a real privilege that we're going to be joined by one of them next week who is an absolute superstar so bring it on. Perfect. We'll have an amazing evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you're on World Lash University, thanks for listening. If you're listening on The Life of KG, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.
If you love this episode, please share and tag us on social media at KG Salon. I always follow them. I always follow them. If you're a salon owner and would like to join our membership program, coffee, cake, and chat, get in touch for a space. Be around a like-minded tribe. Have 400 pounds worth of mentoring a month and push yourself to the next level. I love being a part of such a great community. Until next time, have an amazing, successful week.